What's up? What's up? This is Adri and Alyssa, and you're listening to Chat in the Hat. Okay. We are back with our second pull from the listener's hat. Uh, we had a break in between episodes We with our mom's interview. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, now mm-hmm. we're back to the hat. So mm-hmm. I think we're good to just, like, jump right on in. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So we've had a few no extra small new talk. additions, No small talk. We don't need to... any small talk. Oh, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the listener, I um I do apologize that we are skipping a little bit of small talk today. But don't forget <laughs> to like, follow, share, and save. <laughs> She's follow a woman us on TikTok. <laughs> And we have a sp- oh, and Josh special... is joining us for this episode. Yeah, special Woo-hoo! special guest host. Yeah, yeah, special guest host. <laughs> guest you guys host can banter producer. all you want after. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, we had I think two or three more additions to the listeners' hat, so that's exciting. All right, oh, here God. we go. Yeah. Oh, and disclaimer: remember, minimal preparation, minimal. I reviewed um, the list of topics after you mentioned that you had texted it out, and I looked at what we had, and I was like, oh, there's one I hope we pull. There's oh one I God. hope we pull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see what it is. Hang on. Oh, I, no offense to the person that submitted this, but this is one that is very tricky. This is one that got added today, actually. Oh, Immigration God. and the borders. Oh, shit. Oh, this is not the one I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, sir. Um, can well, I go back to being a producer? <laughs> yeah, I can take that role today if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. I'll adjust Adrian, you, you get the whole floor. Adrian, you get the floor. Adrian, <laughs> you better, um, in honor of the border, take a shot of tequila and have at it. <laughs> That is actually a really good idea because we're going to talk about the wall. I I guess I will just start. I'll kind of start off because I'm just going to be super transparent. Like, I don't know a ton about, like, the policies and what was in place and what was not in place and the people coming in and Governor Abbott shipping them to other sanctuary areas. Like, I just know the clippings from the news. Like, I don't claim to be well-versed on political stuff. This is one of those I'm not. I hear the clickbait of it being, like, drugs and 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 murderers and all that. I don't believe that. <laughs> that everyone coming well, over the border no, is a murderer. We can agree or a that thug. we have an immigration issue, yes or no? Yeah, I think there's definitely been a large influx of people in the last. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I just, I'm going to be just honest. Like, like what, I don't feel educated, to like, to even have an intellectual conversation about this, to be honest. You can have a conversation based on what you think, based on what you know, right? Like, we both agree there's clearly an issue. Yeah, um, we could make this a multiple choice test and I can answer it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's an issue? Circle A if yes. <laughs> B if no. no. So I just like don't know like what all the changes or why we have this influx. Like I just 
Yeah, but I will, I'll let you lead, take the lead is my point. And if I have, or if Josh has something to add in, feel free to chime in because yep. this again was added today and I was like, oh shit, I don't know anything about that. Maybe I should look into it a little bit. And then we pulled it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I live a lot pretty of... close to the border, so I have that in common. But I will say, and I'm not one that's ready to like spit straight facts about anything because like you, yeah. I have a high level understanding, but I do know there is a clear and present issue with our immigration system. A, it's very broken yeah. and complex, and it's not really as easy as just go go apply and get on the list. Like, yeah. yes, sort of, but generally speaking, you need to have some kind of sponsorship, employer, family, whatever, depending which country you come from, the line line quote unquote yeah is very long the invisible line <laughs> um the queue call it the queue the Ticketmaster queue <laughs> it's not a clear system and being in the role that i am in like the way that it works for corporations when you deal with bringing people in for work and what have you it's not I, I think that it's just a complex system, but that aside, we have a very big issue, I think, with the border. Like, it's not secure. There those is are kind way of too many. Those are kind of two separate issues. So the first one you're talking about is legal immigration, yes, which is legal. intentionally is designed to be difficult. Because if you go the Correct. legal route, and that is the case with every country, it is an extremely tricky process with any country and there's laws in place. And yes. it's always hard because you're trying to immigrate and live in another country that is different from your own. And, and most places are pretty hard to do that. So that's uh, like hang on, why that's <laughs> tricky. So but then I... there's the the illegal piece, which is the, the border issue. Those are two different. They're just two different forms of immigration. I don't want it to be like it's all one all big problem. Up. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, they yeah. are two different issues. I think each issue kind of feeds each other in a way depending because because the system is the way it is which i don't necessarily think the system is 100 percent flawed but there are issues with the system that we have in place and just the the deadlock like the gridlock with things and the expediency then you have this separate issue of a lot of people trying to come here some legally some illegally but some of those illegal approaches or those people are maybe can't go through the system legally. So if you don't have sponsorship, you can't do that. So therein lies this conundrum of like, then you have to come in illegally. And mm -hmm. so for me, I definitely recognize that we have a serious issue with our borders and the security of that as one piece of it. And then also people coming here that don't maybe have the sponsorship. I don't necessarily disagree with that concept. Like I, I think having sponsorship is probably the, at least one of the best ways to ensure that the people are not criminals, which sometimes they are, or they're going to be gainfully employed and contribute to the economy and like pay taxes and all of that. So having that job security or like having family here, like having a, a bona fide reason to be in this country other than just pure desire. So I think that it is good that we have that, but 
I also think like it doesn't create a lot of pathways for people who are looking for a better opportunity. Regardless of all of that, I don't think people should be crossing the border illegally and storming the border the way they do. But I think that that happens because we don't have good security. Like we're not addressing the issue and you can come here and get like free shit depending where you go. Like you get free healthcare and free or all kinds of benefits that U.S. citizens don't get. And that I feel is problematic as well. But that incentivizes people to do these things that they do when they're yeah. It's a um, <laughs> it's a very hard. So one, I think the border crisis is not like an easy thing to solve. We have the lar- two of the largest land borders in the world. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we have states that are the size of European countries, right? So it's extremely difficult to enforce a border that large equally and you also have the issue of across that border are multiple states both ends whatever whether it's the canadian border or the or the u.s mexico border you're talking about multiple states with different governing governing factors and different views and different ways of doing things and you have state government you have federal government and it gets really complex and like you were talking about with certain states will provide better benefits some won't um I don't think I don't think there's like an easy answer to solving people are always going to come over the border. Um I think my biggest issue when it comes to people talking about the border crisis is they always try to make it out like all the people trying to cross illegally are refugees. No, and they're definitely not. That were like uh I know, but you'll see a lot of, of buzzy clicks of of we are locking up refugees and people who are fleeing violence. Mm-hmm. And that may be true, but there's actually two classifications. Um, and I only know this because I did a course when I was in the Air Force. I went and did a, uh, a course in Washington, D.C. for the U.S. Agency for International Development, which is who handles placement of refugees in the U.S. So there are two classifications. There's displaced persons. And there are refugees. A displaced person is someone who has fled their home and no longer has a home, essentially homeless, and has fled their home country and is looking for a home somewhere else. That is the majority of people crossing the border. Whether they have fears or they live in a dangerous place doesn't necessarily make them a refugee. A refugee is a very specific classification. You have to apply for refugee status with the U.S. Agency for International Development. And a refugee is someone who literally, if they stay home, there is a, 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 a wanton fear of repercussion or death. So basically, mm-hmm. if they stay in their home country, they are going to be killed and no right. longer be alive. So they can apply for refugee status and flee out of fear for their life or their family's lives. Mm-hmm. And like so when Ukraine, like Ukrainians, when yeah. the war, when the whole invasion happened, they were able to come and declare refugee refugee status and there's like but it's not blanket for every ukrainian either it's It's not it has to be reviewed it's an individual case of why is your family being targeted correct like what you have to be able to fling a war zone would make you a displaced person fling a war zone is what would qualify you as a displaced person or venezuela where people were fleeing venezuela and other countries in south america because of of violence that makes you a displaced person. You had a good reason for leaving, 
but it wasn't targeted to you specifically. Whereas a refugee is being targeted specifically and they right. have a case and they apply for status and they get benefits. So I think a lot of people get up in arms. I, I, I've seen different news stations do it and they just kind of use the blanket term refugee for anyone leaving a violent it place. Sympathy. It makes people. you feel sympathetic. So then people yeah. are up in arms when we're taking illegal immigrants and enforcing our border which to me is just a crazy thing to be upset about because like that's mm -hmm. the whole reason we have a border. So enforcing it, whether they are fleeing a violent place or not, there's legal pathways and every country has means of enforcing their border. You can't just like mm -hmm. travel to Europe on vacation and then decide I'm moving here and stay there. You're technically illegally emigrating and they will come after you and they will arrest you. Like that is not, just the u.s thing but for some reason u.s media likes to portray it as like we're these heinous awful people who are just trying to lock up children yeah and that's that's not really the case i it's, mean unfortunately people bring their kids with them and, and if they're all illegal refugees they're all illegal immigrants then it's they propaganda all get the same. for sure yeah it's it's a tricky thing but it's never going to be solved like you're never yeah. going to stop illegal immigration and you're never going to. And as far as legal immigration goes, it should be difficult. It should be tricky. It should be confusing. hundred percent. Every country system for immigrating legally is extremely tricky and convoluted and crazy. Cause if you really want to immigrate there legally, you're going to have to put in the work to do it. Cause someone who was willing to put in the work is probably going to be a valuable member of society. Yeah. Someone who's willing to do well, all the legwork to get there legally. So I think that kind of like brings up a good thought for me when you're talking about it should be difficult. And I agree. And especially when it comes to sponsorship, as I mentioned before, but like, so taking it to a different angle, immigration within corporations. So currently you can come on a visa and work for a company if you meet certain criteria depending on how long you've worked for that entity outside the country or there's a lottery system so depending on which path they take right they can they can come over with a company and work but i find that to be somewhat problematic in the amount of people that do that every year like millions of people because and this also goes back to, I think, a bigger issue with like our education system, but that's a different conversation. But we are essentially, and I think this is why people say they're taking our jobs. And in a lot of cases, that does happen. But I think it's because there's not a lot of people that do specific tech roles that are way more common coming from other countries where they emphasize like math and science and that technology learning. And that's just not something that is, seems to be a priority in our society. So you have this influx of people legally migrating here, but it's a large number and doing roles that potentially Americans could do, but there's just less of a market, a job market for them doing specific types of roles. And I think that is, or can create more issues down the road if we don't like focus on creating more of a math and science driven education 
starting at a young age so people can evolve and, and be equipped to do a lot of these tech roles and coding and all of that because we're basically a very tech-driven society, you know, and yeah. that's a big chunk of people that come here to do other jobs, you know. To be fair, to keep it on the immigration thing and not going to education, someone here working on a visa is not a citizen. They are legally living here, but they do not have citizenship, right? So Correct. But they can really... start their path to citizenship Absolutely. and get a green card right away. Sure. So, and, and depending fine. on the country that you come from, some of those people are accelerated in time and some, the line is, the line is very long. So where, where the U S has countries where there's a bigger chunk of people coming here, that line is longer. And for countries that are where there's not as big of a demographic of people coming here for certain roles, that line is shorter. It doesn't take as long. And the government tries to diversify their applicant pool too. Like there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into it, but still you, you can start that path. And there are things within that process that allow you to stay here essentially in perpetuity until you get your green card, depending on when you file that process. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave. It does happen, but there's a lot of ways to get back once you've already gotten that visa yeah. to get you here to work. But, Do you have I any mean, thoughts, Alyssa? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've just been for the for the uh, for the listener, active listening. Alyssa's face throughout this whole recording has been uh, pretty pretty great. Just like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just listening. I like don't disagree. Like I said, I just it's a fascinating. I truly topic. feel like very and this is probably my own fault like I probably should take more time to learn about these sorts of things like that's just a fact I probably should know about the policies and how it affects different things um so yeah I just feel very like I don't have an opinion because I'm so uneducated like I just see like the videos of like the swarms of people and I'm like oh fuck that's not good it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, and to like put it in being like able to come terms, here and like, what was it like? I saw, and again, so it's like also just stuff our... I just see, but it's like, oh, if you come to, I don't know if it's just California or not, but like you can become like a police officer now if you're an illegal immigrant. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm not surprised. Nobody wants to be a cop anymore, but that's a whole different tangent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you can, oh, um, okay, you can actually, is... you can enlist. You can enlist in the military without U.S. citizenship. They don't open up every job, but there are certain Who jobs you can have. Who cares if you want to fight? That is as true. a non-citizen. Like, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, but <laughs> this is line. no, you're not. This it, so is you're, it's, we skipped a little as bit. Funny of as you were trying to be, most of the jobs. Hold on, hold on. Most of the jobs they offer in the military to like non-U.S. citizens are like you can be a cop, or you can be line. like an infantryman, like you can go shoot uh -huh. a gun. Yeah, if you yeah. want to go shoot a gun and get shot at. Have at it, buddy. Like that. Yeah, is... you're gonna defend us. <laughs> but it does provide a pathway sure, to citizenship, even for those people. If you huh? enlist as a non-U.S. citizen, it provides a pathway to citizenship. But yes, that's right. At the same time, you're not gonna have a fun time. Like you're gonna have a shitty job the whole time you're in the military. But it does open up a pathway. So some yeah. people are willing to do it because they're like, "Oh, I don't have a sponsor. I don't have whatever." 
but I'll get over there and I'll, I'll, I'll enlist and I'll join the, the military and, and use that as my way to become a citizen. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of funny that you're like, if they want to fight, have that. Yep. No, that is exactly what it is. We're like, yeah, here's a gun, I feel man. Like that would, yeah. <laughs> Which could be dangerous. Cause like, what if they were like going, to, they're spying, you know, and they're like, Ooh, we can just enroll in the military. And now we've got like this covert operation going. Well, they're not going to give them from... like an operational they intelligence get, they position. <laughs> they don't get no, clearances. Spies don't need they don't... to be, they can still like hear what's going on. I'm <laughs> Trust, I, mean, I know how these military guys talk. Sure, sure. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: they're not going to get anything of value. They're not going to be on like s- secret operations or anything. Like they, they're put at the front gate and they check IDs, and then they get put on the front lines and they do stuff. They're not. Yeah. They're they're not going to gather valuable they intelligence put them at from the, the position they hold. <laughs> They're not going to be out there. My schedule next week is Thursday through Saturday, yeah. 10 to 4. Come on, Mondays, Wednesdays, <laughs> and Saturday. Every other Saturday. That's Every- why you see them storming the border because they're like, Jorge's working. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We're- Jorge's working the Canadian border, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's up there in North Dakota. Oh no. my gosh! <laughs> of, okay, did you guys watch the newest season of Fargo? I don't watch no, Fargo. I haven't watched Fargo. I never have seen it before in my life. But of course, my podcast, Armchair Expert, they did a Fargo week, and so I told Matt because he's always looking for shows to watch together. And I said, "Well, I would be interested in Fargo now." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and um, it is so good. And this new season has John Hamm and Juno Temple. And you don't have to watch. It's one of those shows you don't have to watch the previous season. Like, each season is, like, its own series. Like, you don't have to watch the first one to understand the second one. It's a different story each season. Um, but, anyways, it you it t- takes place in North Dakota. That's why I said that. <laughs> I'll have to check. Uh- uh, yeah, it takes place in Fargo, North Dakota. And okay, and another thing, since we I uh, skipped over banter, um, another hot button clip I saw. I know it doesn't have to do a lot with immigration, but the city of San Francisco is literally paying criminals because you said nobody wanted to be cops anymore. <laughs> They're paying criminals to not commit crimes. Oh my God. They're like, you are a criminal. We will give you $300 a month if you do not commit any crimes. What a time to be alive. I'm going to move there and start committing. I swear. I swear. $300 a month ain't shit, though. You're still going to commit crime. I know. They're going to have to bump those numbers up. It's gotten so bad up there. (laughs) It is so gnarly up there with like all the, like, it's just crazy. Yeah, that they've gotten to the point. It was like, defund the police. And I don't want to get into defunding the police right now, but it was like they defunded them so much that then the crime just went up. And so now they're like, well, shit, we got yolk on our face. And so they're like, okay, let's instead, instead of, of funding back the to police, the cops, let's give money to criminals. Yeah, instead let's of going back to, to the cops and be like, sorry, we maybe like missed the point. <laughs> yeah, we missed, we um, took too much of your budget away. Our bad. No, instead of doing that, they're like, okay, let's redirect funds to the criminals. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoever got that light bulb in their head, it's, like they should get a raise. Like, it's like this. Yeah, this guy's like, onto something. <laughs> There's our clip for TikTok. I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's get like we took from the cops guilt into winning. Oh my god. Oh shit. Yeah, beautiful. I thought that was quite so... funny. Matt and I were like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my god. California, you guys are like weird, weird oh, shit happening we in California. Quickly down the toilet. Which is crazy because growing up there, like I don't re like my memories of California. Which is probably why I don't ever want to move back because they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened to California? I know. It used to be such a magic. You also grew thing. up in Orange County, which is still True. like a pretty, yeah, pretty tame place. Like, it's always been kind of like a utopia. Pretty, it's a weird pocket of like, there's no real downtown or like, Big city. It's just like a large suburb. Like, suburbia. And I should just tell, should tell the listeners. Yeah. Which sounds very... Um, but I feel like where we grew up with the circle... Um, and so for the listener to give you a visual, if you've ever seen the movie, That Thing You Do, in the beginning of the movie, when they're filming in that circle and they're at the 50s diner, that's where we grew up. That's where we used to ride our bikes. That's also, like our hood. if, um, granted, most of our demographic is probably our age, but if you happen to be from a newer demographic, you can also watch the episode of Parks and Rec where they oh, yeah. go back to Ben's hometown. That is the Orange Circle. <laughs> also, to throw in another movie. Big uh, Mama's the, House. Well, that one, but Accepted with Jonah Hill mm -hmm. and Justin Long. Never Chapman University. Chapman University is used as the Harmon, mm -hmm. Harmon University is Chapman University. And then right. some old warehouse was where they built the South Harmon Institute of Technology, also that known one. as shit. So but, fun fact about Chapman University, and I'm not proud of this today, but I was young and dumb. <laughs> My friend Nicole and I. Actually, sold cigarettes there too. Sold cigarettes on campus at nine years old. Bleep <laughs> out her name. We used to go through the dorms. We so I don't know if this still happens, but we used to have those jogathons, and you would try to get money. Oh yeah. But we would have the paper because we never actually did yeah. the jogathon or got money, and we'd black out the date, and we went through the dorms, and we would get money. <laughs> and we literally and we would get checks too and we would go to the bank and cash them because back then you could do shit like that but we would get oh so my. many donations and we went to palm market <laughs> just as another childhood throwback to buy from... cigarettes no not you to buy cigarettes money just to from buy poor college food. kids working their ass off at chapman university and went at to palm time. market <laughs> I know. I was in like fourth grade. So at the time, to me, those college okay, kids. Okay, I think money. maybe your concept of time is off. I do not believe you did this. In four, nine years old? Fourth grade, 100%. not like sixth grade? When you're like 12? No, we didn't live We didn't live there when I was in sixth grade. This is yes, when we lived did. in the back of my house. I was house. a kindergartner. <gasps> oh, no, we, we lived, lived on Monterey. Monterey. Yeah, right. trust me, I remember. I have a oh very good memory. Oh my god, this is... Me oh. and Nicole used to fucking run amok in that town. And so, yeah, we got... And where is she today? Knees. No, I'm just kidding. 
she's it's, in jail. It, I'm just also, kidding. It blows my it's, mind. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not mean. It blows my mind that uh, Paul Market, also known as what I would call it, the little the store, the little cause market, because I'd go there with Dad. I'd just ride bikes and we'd go to the little store. But oh, I called it the little market. With I him. called it the little Paul store. Paul Market was its actual. Oh. But Paul Market's the real name. But it blows yeah. my mind that Paul Market is still open, but Watson's isn't. Yes. Oh, well, it's just a matter of who bought it. Paul Market got bought. They renovated the whole thing. Now the check registers on the opposite side of the store. Um, I don't know if you've been in there, but it's, I mean, they did a really nice job with it. I will just say that. Just for the viewers, this is like a tiny little bodega market. Yeah, like yeah, a bodega, but in Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, only. I know, and Watson's closed. So sad. Yeah. But. That was my jam. We'd go there and get Cheetos and candy and just all kinds of snacks. And so we literally yeah. made like a couple hundred dollars from those donations. Well, hey, and now, we... if you started doing that again, you can move to San Francisco and they'll pay you 300 bucks to not do it. <laughs> I made more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I made this more was in the what, 90s. So in the 90s, we did that. And $200, $300 back then was like, 2000 today how the fuck did mom and dad not catch on to the fact that you had all this cheddar because we spent it all at palm market and we took it to nicole's house and well, we would hang out at you spent 200 dollars at palm market what just buying doritos and like cheetos all the any snacks we used to eat those donuts the what are those donuts um hostess hostess donuts we would buy packs of donuts and chips and we would <sighs> hang out by her pool and we had the best summer i bet you did <laughs> it sounds like it oh, that was wow. our summer was eating our snacks listening to music like and rollerblading rollerblading cigs, and robbing but don't worry people. not inhaling <laughs> stealing cigarettes and robbing people at night <laughs> 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 and let us just remind you, your son will be nine tomorrow. Can you imagine oh my him gosh, running he's amok? He's an angel, an angel. He really is. <laughs> for I'm what you like, think, for all we know, he he's is. he's slinging cigarettes on the the school grounds, man. He won't even like if I say the f word, he's like, "Mom, don't use that language." <laughs> I'm like, "Mom, you Who said raised the you." I raised you. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Jackson? We're gonna Stop go buy that. your first pack of cigarettes. Let me let me show you. You don't inhale though. You just puff. Behind a you yeah. just puff and you sell them at the dumpsters. That's it. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm doing what's right here because even the fact that I have alcohol in the house, I never drink it in front of my kids, so yeah. they don't see me like they see that you can have a healthy relationship with these things. But I never drink in front of my kids. And they ask some to, or once in a while, I'll have like a glass of wine or something. And Jackson will be like, wow, mom, you're going to drink? I'm like, it's one glass of wine. Calm down. I <laughs> never know? drink in front of Jameson until COVID. And then we were bored AF in the house. And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> that went out the window. But I have a different view on that. I, I'll drink in front of Melody. I never get drunk in front of her, but it's the same yeah. thing. Like I have no qualms with having a drink or two in front of her and showing her like, it's totally cool oh, to have yeah, a drink yeah. or two and move on from it. Like you don't have to. Yeah. I don't want her to have the stigma of like, it's bad. Totally. Don't, like it's yeah. just a healthy thing. I, um, totally. And I agree with, I think that's why, like, I just don't drink in front of them because like, 
I feel like for me, I don't need to. But yeah. I guess my point being is we grew up in a household where there just was no alcohol. Drinking was bad. There oh, was I still remember seeing absolute. dad drink for the first time as an adult. 27 years old. 27 years old. And out. he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll take a beer. I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> Came with mom. Oh, my God. I know. Well, mom started uh, a little before that. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. Uh, well, what a great, what a great <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was good time, um, good topic. Thank I think you, uh, sir or ma'am, who suggested <laughs> that. Uh, We're not going to call people by name when they. No, it's we anonymous. It's all anonymous. So that if you want us heavy... to talk about something, we will. Yeah, yeah we we can't guarantee that we will know lots of things, but chances are we will. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that just that one um, just wasn't. Send us your, but you send know us what? Your... This did. I uh, will lead with leave with. It did teach me that I need to be a little bit more educated. So, um, so thank you for shining that light in my face. <laughs> and on that note, know? goodbye. Bye. Love goodbye. Chat in the Hat is hosted by Alyssa Styles and Adriana Marquez. It is produced by me, Joshua Styles. You can find us on Instagram at Chat in the Hat Pod and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>